Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 8. We are on Spoiler Alert, and I hate to spoil it, but I loved it. Great episode. Yeah, really good. This has been so wonderful, these back-to-back between Doas of Trupla and this episode. I'm not sure I love the, the title. I feel like, like Shattered Glass or something like that would be better. Eh, I'm fine with the title. I mean... They never refer to it as a spoiler, but that's essentially what... Well, hmm. I mean, they're spoiling, but it, so it's a non-traditional sense of spoiler alert. Listeners, do you ever notice that she never agrees with me? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to hear it all the time now that, that I pointed it out to you. You had that set up solely to do that? I don't know what you're talking about. Review by a listener. Hooray! This listener's name is... It's Ash Hoops, or A.S. Hoops. And on Apple Podcasts, they gave us four stars. I don't, I don't hate it. If I was rating us, I'd probably give us three. So they exceeded even my opinion of ourselves. You would only give us three stars? I'm a pretty tough uh, podcast rater. Wow. Like, there's very few I've given five Two, and the ones that I like a lot, I give fours. What? You are what's wrong with America. No, I am what America should be, which is an honest reflection of oneself. <laughs> you want to keep your head buried in the podcast sands of the world. At any rate. I only rate a podcast if I think it's a five-star rating. I'm not going to go in and trash another person's work. You... Not, that, not, not that I'm saying that that's what you do, but I don't. I don't feel the need to give anything less than five. If I'm going to provide a rating, it's going to be for one that I love. Well, if I'm going to keep, yeah, I'm the same way except for it could be a four. I don't think I've ever rated anything a three if I've continued to listen to it. There is one that I tried. (laughs) I started experimenting with a few Entourage podcasts, Mm -hmm. and there's one that I tried where it just, I don't even know what I was listening to. Like, it sounded like two people that were really high that were having a conversation that no one else could understand. <laughs> and I just left, like, a, a zero or a one saying, I don't even know what this is or what this is supposed to be. Yeah, I've never done that. Like, there's been podcasts that I haven't continued to listen to, but I haven't left any negative, like, feedback on it. There was a Mad Men one that I was telling you about that mm-hmm. I was listening to. And for some reason, they, like, didn't cover the last season or... Most of the last year, I can't remember why it cut off. They never explained it, and I hate it when podcasts do that. Is you're sort of listening through with them, and then all of a sudden they just stop. Yeah, there was one that did that. I was starting to really like. It was like a community rewatch podcast. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that one. Well, there was two that I was kind of listening to simultaneously because there was one that was like kind of like us, but on steroids, like just rambling, rambling, rambling. It was like two hours about a thirty minute show, but only a little bit about the show. And then I found one that was like more concise, like more like twenty minutes. And she only made, like, ten episodes, and then she stopped over the summer. And I'm mm-hmm. very disappointed. So I keep kind of, like, going back. and like, are you back yet? Are you back yet? But- <laughs> well, the Mad Men one, one of the – it was two brothers doing it. And one of them was really good, and the other one was extremely annoying. And so I would have given well, them – th- I actually didn't give them a three, but I would have if I ever rated them. At any rate, uh, this – Anyway, if you love us, please give us a five-star review. Yeah, right. Don't follow Everyone's Steve's- going to start bombing us because <laughs> right. of what I just said. Rude. But Ashoops writes, My only complaint is that I wished more were already posted! Exclamation mark. I hate the waiting between episodes! Exclamation mark. A question and answer segment would be awesome. And I assume this person's saying that if people are asking us questions, we could do a session, you know, a. Mm-hmm, like a feedback. A segment where, yeah, we get feedback. Believe me, Ashoops. Uh, if people wrote to us, we would. This isn't a very... And we have before. I mean, when we've gotten tweets or emails, we have discussed them on the show. Yeah, we'd love to get more interactive. And trust me, if you want your question or comment mentioned on this show, uh, it's not a crowded line. <laughs> you don't have to stand six feet apart. You will get right in. True story. We are not popular. Actually, we have a lot of listeners. We just don't have a lot of interactive listeners. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're out there, if you have questions or comments or tweets or whatever, send it our way. We will definitely add 
your commentary to our podcast. You will be immortalized on True. this podcast. All right, let's jump in. Oh, and thanks again, Ashoops. Yes. I, I I'm appreciate still not entirely convinced that you didn't just write that review yourself. Really? Why? <laughs> Does that sound like me? No, because you're always like, we need to podcast more. We need to podcast more. We need to be more interactive. So it's almost like you <laughs> got into a, a review. Yeah, sometimes I do have to drag Jen kicking and screaming to the microphone. But I feel like if we did get more interactive and people were you know, telling us they were expecting to hear more from us, that is true. I think Jen would be a little more enthusiastic about doing this more frequently. Hey, we've been doing once a week. Lately. Yes. But I always have to say, hey, let's do it on this night. Now, you haven't given me as much pushback as you used to, but I think that has a lot to do with the episodes getting a lot better, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's that sort of kept you trucking along. Well, with I'm a little tired more. a lot. <laughs> well, let's jump into this, as I have tried to do so many times. We get the narrator talking about basically how in the beginning of a relationship you only see the good and not the bad Especially before you've slept with the person, although the narrator doesn't say that. That's my right, own that's kind of implied. Right. So we start off. I didn't even write it down. We didn't get very good transcripts this time. But are we in the bar or are we at their apartment? I think we're. I the, think they're at the bar. I think they're at McLaren. Okay. Barney's asking Ted some questions about this relationship. You, you know, such as you know, you're going jogging with her, which we actually do see later. Ted's convincing them, trust me, you're going to like this girl. <laughs> like this Lily, she knows all about art. Marshall, she's open to the existence of UFOs. Barney, she's hot. Robin, she's not hotter than you. And then we get a great Robin line. <laughs> right. How not hotter? As everyone else is saying something. They do a really good job when everyone's saying something at the same time, and there's one person that's sort of not going with the crowd. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, wow, okay, I like that. And then Robin's like, how not hotter? <laughs> right. Usually it's Barney <laughs> doing it, but. Right. <laughs> So they, they all went out to dinner because Ted was very anxious to see what her friends thought about Kathy. Kathy, of course, as we discussed last week, is played by Lindsay Price. Which, fun fact, I did not know until I you know, did my little research on this episode. Apparently her and uh, Josh Radner dated for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't. Uh, I never saw that. Yeah, it just it came up in a trivia thing and then I got conflicting information so I did a little bit more of a deeper dive and apparently they dated for like over a year but hmm. it was after like maybe like a year I think I saw I saw one thing that said a year and a half after this episode they like reconnected and dated for a while she's cute mm-hmm. yeah definitely but I'm just yeah I'm surprised I hadn't heard that before well I did confirm she was in a show called Lipstick Jungle Oh, that was, was a also, real show? Yeah, and she was another show called Eastwick. I, that was sort of, I guess, the other show that had her with other women, where it was kind of a, a very female-led cast, but they, mm-hmm. but didn't last very one. long. I guess Eastwick was based off of the movie The Witches of Eastwick. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a good movie. It's from the 80s. It's... It's about three friends in a small town that the devil moves into, played by Jack Nicholson. Hmm. And they all start dating him. And they kind of know they're all dating him. And they're all, all three women are, are such different types of women. And it stars Cher, the three women are Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Susan Sarandon. Hmm. That sounds like a very 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we're at the dinner. And Ted wants to know what everyone's getting. And we're getting some short back and forth between Kathy and Ted's friends and the rest of the gang. Yeah, we're getting a lot of snippiness from the friends towards Kathy, and it's unclear why. Yeah, it just feels awkward at first, where she's asking what she should eat. Robin jumps in with an answer. You know, she tries to talk to Lily and Marshall about the apartment. Lily jumps in. It's two bedrooms. And then after they're back at the apartment, Ted wants to know, okay, let's hear what's wrong with Kathy. And everyone's very, very vague. And don't... Uh, Barney's about to tell him, but, uh, you know, everybody else realizes that he doesn't know. And so they kind of just decide, like, no, like, let him, let him be. Like, <laughs> if he doesn't see it, then, like, let's not ruin this for him. And Barney does a fun 180. She's great, man. <laughs> I like Robin here. She's a keeper. Just keep her somewhere else. Oh, I'm dying to use that. <laughs> 
so good. I would love to steal that. That's and really so good. Ted tries to get Marshall to tell him, and Marshall <laughs> just very quickly brushes him aside with, oh, she's a total nightmare, but let's talk about this later. I mm-hmm. need to find out if I pass the bar, essentially. So we get a little background on Marshall had taken the bar over the summer, and we get a scene of him you know, in it, and Ted is the narrator just talking about, you know, this is everything that, you know, Marshall, but everybody else in the room has, you know, it's been what they've been leading up to all their education and time spent studying and some people crack. And so we get like this one guy just completely freaks out and starts screaming no and just runs out. (laughs) That was kind of copied from, I feel like the movie Real Genius, where Mm -hmm. they're, they're all studying for finals in this movie. And then one guy just starts cracking up and runs out of the room (laughs) and everyone just (laughs) Kind of goes back to what they were doing after they notice what he does, very casually. <laughs> so we get this scene of you know times up and Marshall's still trying to write and he's fighting like, with a proctor, <laughs> right? Very silly. So now he's going online and going to look for the whether to see whether the what the results were. Right, it's supposed to post at ten o'clock and it was nine fifty nine. Robin's <laughs> shocked that only half the people that take it pass, and. Half the people pass. <laughs> yeah, she tries to quickly spin it for Marshall, who's clearly very worried. Yeah, it was fun. I really only half the is that a true statistic? You know, that would have been nice to have looked up. Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't in any of the trivia about this episode. You know what? I forgot to read trivia about this episode. Yeah, it didn't come up. Can you imagine going to law school for all that? You know, going to college and then going to law school and all the time you spent, and half of the people flunk. That's an indicator of a bad test. <laughs> Well, you can always retake the bar. Right. And I'm, I, I think a lot of states don't quite limit how many times you take it. I think you can take it a lot of times, although I don't think it looks very good to an employer if they can tell how many times you failed it. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fairly obvious between you know, when you graduated and when you become a lawyer. I, mean, I had you a buddy. You don't become barred, do you? I remember <laughs> like when I... What's the terminology? Uh, when you pass the bar, when you... Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought there was something fancy. I don't know. I don't think there is. And you become, are you a JD when you pass? No, you're a JD when you graduate law school, right? I think so. Clearly, we have not gone to law school. Yeah, we're not qualified <laughs> here. I had a buddy that was studying for the CPA, for a CPA after college, and I feel like he said something like 30-something percent pass. Oh, my gosh. On each taking. Wow. And that seemed horrible. And he had, it was like a three-day test. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, the one I'm most familiar with is, you know, people talking about, like, the social work test, because a lot of people that I work with have taken that, and there's, like, a graduate level one, and then after you've been working for a few years and you have enough experience and time with people supervising you, then you become, like, independently licensed, and so that's another test, so. But luckily, we don't have to. (laughs) We don't have to be tested for anything in our professions. Yeah, yes. Barney wants to jump onto the internet real quick and show them something and there's a little back and forth Barney wants to show them a video of a dog pooping on a baby I gotta say I don't really care for this part of the story I don't either but I like where it leads later with him setting up this whole like we're gonna hack in I think they could have done a better job with what the video is maybe maybe that maybe I liked it more before I knew what was gonna happen I think that might have ruined it a little bit for me. It's not as funny when you know what's going to come, when he, what the reveal is, when mm. Barney pretends like they're hacking in. I haven't seen this one in a while, so I think it's still, it still held up for me. I particularly didn't care for the, the caca spaniel. <laughs> Google caca spaniel. I was like, eh. I actually did laugh at that, despite myself. Right. Okay. But who's making a video of their dog pooping on the Yeah, that sounds horrible. It sounds completely unenjoyable. Right. It's like snuff films. I just don't want to see it. I mean, I I think you're taking that a little farther. (laughs) I'd say snuff films are a lot worse than a dog pooping on a baby. Maybe. Do you know what happens in snuff films? People put snuff up their nose. I'm just kidding. I know what it is. (laughs) The results are in, but he does not know his password. He right. thinks he found it on a piece of paper. Right. So, yeah, apparently he didn't make his own password. He got assigned one. And we don't get a sense of what time of year it is because he said over the summer. I mean, this episode came out in November, so 
I guess he hasn't been sitting around looking at this password for months on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a real easy thing to happen. And I'm a little shocked that he can't just do a password reset of some sort, but this was the past. Right. The, these things might not have been as easy back then. But he finds a list that he thinks might be the password. Jelly beans, fluffernut, or gummy bears, ginger snaps. But that is actually... A grocery list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Robin has a good line. For a witch building a house in the forest... <laughs> Barney points out that that's like a, sh- that's a shopping list of a 10-year-old when his parents leave him alone for the weekend. And Lily calls this out of, who's doing that? <laughs> Barney's, your mom was perfect. Yeah, we get a sense that Barney's mom wasn't so, always so great. Right, right. Just another little piece of the puzzle falling into place about Barney. He says that if he can't find it, that he's just going to have to wait for them to send it by mail, and it could take a really long time. The mail carrier doesn't like him because he asked if she was pregnant, and no, he was not. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that line, but at least it's a, tra- you know, they don't do the traditional, like, no, she wasn't. Like, they kind of flip it. So it's a little not as formulaic. Mm-hmm. I get, to, I get what you're saying. It, it teeters on the edge of aging badly. Well, not even that, but it's just so overused, I feel like. Okay, that's fair. Now Marshall gets some incoming calls from some classmates like Brad and Kara. I'm surprised that's not one call. I mean, they're... Oh, they did get back together. Yeah, presumably they're together. But they both passed. And then I think we get a pretty good one of, you know, (laughs) him pushing back against someone that's calling when he says, giving him a hard time when he says he lost his password. He's like, oh, oh, you're one to talk. And goes at her. And then we find out it's his grandma. (laughs) Right. Usually I don't like because they've, they've gone to this well a couple times before, but this time I remember it surprising me a lot. Like, I didn't see it coming. Right, and I feel like we had another grandma conversation with him, like, maybe when he was calling people to tell the wedding was off and grandma was cussing or something. Yeah, and we had something similar, like a similar twist like this where Barney's been on the phone either with a bookie. Right, and it's where he's the book, Or he's taking the bed and it turns out to be the mom that's not paying or something. I can't remember. Right, right, right. But yeah, they've gone to this well a couple times, but I this one made me laugh again. Yeah, and then we get a good line between Marshall and Barney where, you know, if he has to wait six weeks to find out, he's going to have a heart attack. And Barney's response is based on the grocery lift, I'd say diabetes. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good line. They're at McLaren's <laughs> at this point. Barney says that he has an answer to his problem. He knows a guy at work and he can get access to software designed to penetrate firewalls and retrieve passwords through secure servers. Barney really kind of knows, at least at a high level, the language here. Yeah, he really does. When they get into the point where he's actually hacking, I'm not sure if any of those words he's using are correct, but <laughs> at this point he's still sort of in the right place. Yeah, I don't, you know, this is 13, 14 years later, I still don't really know what these words mean. Like, I don't know what a firewall is. <laughs> okay, well, I won't go into it here. I, I do, but... Okay, um, Marshall gets excited about this because he thinks it's going to be like a deep throat sort of thing where they might <laughs> right. meet in a garage and he can wear a trench coat. And I like Barney's guy. Dude, be cool. <laughs> so Ted comes in and... Well, now they're in the apartment. Oh, I thought they were still at the bar. Oh, are they? No, no, they're at the apartment now. Okay. Oh, no, you're right. They're at the bar because everyone's there. Sorry. And he's like, I totally hear you. I just got off the phone with Kathy. I was going to have a different time because I'm looking at the lead into it. And he's actually on the phone with Kathy and then says. Right. Then he puts her on hold for 45 minutes. But And everybody kind of just looks at him. Yeah, because he's like, I, I hear it now. See it now? Smell it now? <laughs> what is it? He points out that, you know, he's only gone for two minutes. So what, what did he miss? And so we get a bunch of scenarios of what he's apparently asking them of, like, did she do this? Yeah, one of them was funny, one of them was disturbing, the other one doesn't age well. Right. So, you know, her saying that, him imagining her saying that as a joke she told everyone her English teacher had sex with her and he's still in jail. That, that's, I I feel like for a teacher that is the scariest possible thing to ever happen to them. For sure. Because it never would go away, even if they were innocent. Right. Um, Then there's one where, you know, (laughs) she volunteers for a pound she loves it. She has the bracelets made out of the collars of the dead puppies. It's very dark. And then one about her, she used to have a penis. Yeah, we get the transphobia making another appearance in this series. Mm-hmm. And 
it wasn't while he was in the bathroom. It was while he was there, they're saying. And he finally kind of breaks them down to tell him what it is. I do kind of like Marshall's um, metaphor here. Of, you know, Ted's driving the I want to have sex with her truck, and it's got a huge blind spot. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Ooh, I did it. <laughs> but I think it's a good descriptor kind of, you know, of saying, like, no, you, you, you don't want to see this. You're not, you're not open to, to the, what's actually happening. Barney tries to tell uh, help what he says is going to be a helpful story about a woman he had sex with on the beach in Rio de Janeiro. And so after he was done, bragging. they applauded. And she said there was, he's really an unreliable narrator when it comes to <laughs> his sex life. And yeah, this, yes. this story isn't helpful. He was bragging. It was, it was very tropey. Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten stuff like this from Barney before where he just wants to tell whatever he wants to talk about. It doesn't matter if it's actually related to what everybody else is actually talking about. I just turned Roxy around because she was snoring, and then she upped her snore game. <laughs> they interrupted me. How dare you, Roxy? Marshall says something to the point of, you want to shatter this beautiful illusion you've created for yourself about Kathy? And shatter becomes the operative mm-hmm. word going forward, and right. the show employs a really nice gag of glass-breaking whenever they discover something that they never noticed before and will never not notice again about somebody in the group or for now it's going to be Kathy mm-hmm. that she talks a, a lot. lot. <laughs> and then it's kind of weird to like really think about the night. I don't, I feel like that's not a very well-written setup to get him to realize what she was doing. Cause they use this again and again, really think about it, but it, it, works. But it works. Yeah. It gets us to the next thing here. And you know, it's, it's her having, you know, Two minutes of dialogue before them cutting her off at dinner each time that she sets up a question. And it's very, very tangential. Like, she just goes from thing to thing to thing to thing. And that's why everybody has, you know, seems like they're very short and interrupting as they're answering the original question. In Ted's mind, that's how quickly it took them to answer what she had to mm-hmm. say. And what's great when they draw this out and have, we're hearing everything she's actually saying, Ted's face throughout <laughs> all of this is Perfect. He is just raptured (laughs) with everything she has to say. Right. It's very How I Met Your Mother-ish, where (laughs) someone's just purely enjoying somebody else, and you can see it on their face, and Mm -hmm. everyone else sees something different. Right. Yeah, it's very funny. So as he goes through and remembers all of this, the glass shatters for him, and he realizes she just doesn't shut up. (laughs) Robin points out that she didn't stop to swallow her food, and... I didn't want her to choke at first. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I didn't like, I, that was a great line, but then Robin gives a smirk, and I think I would have liked it better if she just kept it straight. Mm-hmm. Like, she really kind of wanted her to choke in the end <laughs> instead of giving a sly little smile afterwards. And then we get a montage of Ted noticing how much she talks all the time. Right. At one point, they're finally, we're see, we see the jogging, and he just kind of tries to jog away from her. She's like, hey, why are you running so fast? And then he comes back to the apartment and <laughs> just starts laying into Marshall. Like, you and your little friends. Before we get there, I want to say, so Tyler and I go out for what we call a bike and jog, where I go jogging and he rides his bike. And except for downhills, we're able to go about the same speed. And unfortunately, when we go up a steep hill, I have to push him from behind. But, you know, he's he's on two wheels. He's been off of training wheels for a long time now for like two years and it's enjoyable for the both of us you know we'll go somewhere between two and three miles usually and he wants to talk to me (laughs) he asked me these questions i'm like i give him one word answers because i can't talk and jog at the same time yeah you know i don't know is that a thing that people can actually do because i feel like i see that like in tv shows and movies or books like i the book i'm reading now they talk about like the these two girls went on a 10-mile jog, and we're talking the whole time. I was like, there is no way. Yeah, I, I think maybe <laughs> if you train that way and get used to it, and if they run so much that 10 miles isn't that big a deal to them. Right. No, but for me, I, I mean, I need all the air I can get. Right. So, yeah, we're back to what you were saying. Ted is complaining to Marshall that he told him he shouldn't have told him. Right. Marshall would have known that Ted didn't want to know. <laughs> we 
cute little dialogue there. I love Marshall's line. I'm sorry we told you. I'm surprised she didn't tell you herself at some <laughs> right. point. There's only a finite combination of words in the English language. I like that. That was well too. crafted. Ted wants to know, you know, will he get used to this? Marshall says, yeah, I mean, these little things are going to bug you at first. You get used to them. And Ted wants to know, did you get used to Lily's loud chewing? Marshall doesn't think she chews loudly. It's like, come on, why do you think I call her Chewbacca? (laughs) I love Marshall's line. I assume because she's loyal, wears shiny belts, and I resemble a young Harrison Ford. (laughs) Said with no sense of irony at all. Like, just, he really thinks this is true. (laughs) And so then we get... We get another think about it. Right. So we get Marshall (laughs) thinking of all these flashbacks. We have Lily eating a carrot, chips, cotton candy... And as she's eating the cotton candy, it's like Marshall, Ted, and Lily all walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, the cotton candy is loudly being chewed, and Ted's face is just in pain, and Marshall is just, like, smiling like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, as happy as can be to be walking down the street. Yeah, she's making the cotton candy crunch. And I think this comes up in a later episode... Mm-hmm. Where they talk about, like, you know, Marshall essentially, like, walks down the street like he lives on Sesame Street. Yeah, they do. (laughs) And that's what he's doing in this scene. And so the glass shatters for him, and Marshall's really mad that Ted told him. But Ted, you know, Ted wasn't being mean. He thought Marshall knew about it and just, you know, got used to it. Before we get there, I like, I, I really love all the metaphors they have for the sound it makes when she chews. <laughs> so and so it starts here. And Ted's like, I thought you knew. We had ribs the other night. It sounded like Jurassic Park. <laughs> and we cut to Marshall and Lily having breakfast together. <laughs> and, of course, now Marshall's noticing all the, the loud chewing noises that he says. Say, what's what's in that cereal besides dried twigs and small animal bones? <laughs> You eat it, sounds like a garbage disposal full of drywall screws. <laughs> they really spent some time with this on the garage's room. Like, what's what's the worst sounding things that someone can make? And Lily's just flabbergasted. Like, like, what? like, if you told me all of a sudden I chewed, too, well, I mean, we could use the obvious samples of I chewed too loud, but I remember a girlfriend of mine once complained that when I ate, I bit down on the silverware, and it drove her nuts. And I didn't realize I did it. And if you, like, all of a sudden told me that, I'd be like, wait, what? I do that? <laughs> right. After 13 years, I didn't realize that I was doing this? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this episode has made me paranoid about chewing. So, like, anytime <laughs> I chew something crunchy, I'm like, am I being too loud? <laughs> it's really stuck with me. I When I chew gum, I love to chomp it. I love to pop it. Mm-hmm. Which I try not to do around anybody else. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was doing that at work along like 10 years ago at my job or maybe like 15 years ago. And after I left that job, one of the girls I was friends with at that job talked about how I chewed gum like a horse. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really. I knew I was doing it loud. I didn't realize I was doing it loud enough for other people to hear it. Oh, my gosh. So Lily meets up with Robin at the bar later and, you know, complains that Ted told Marshall that, and then the glass shatters for Robin. Because <laughs> Lily's eating She's pretzels. She's eating pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robin's like, maybe enough of the pretzels. <laughs> right. And so Robin confirms this for her, and okay, now that you pointed it out, maybe it does sound slightly like someone put a screwdriver and a pencil sharpener. But in a cute way. <laughs> Poor Lily. (laughs) Lily's mad, says that, uh, you know, coming from Ted, Mr. Corrector, and points out to Robin that everything that he said, most of what he says is correcting somebody. And then we get Robin's montage, where she, (laughs) and his stuff is great. (laughs) Right. And we we don't do a good job of tracking him before and after this. Does he continue to do this all the time? I do notice a few times he does this earlier. We get the montage of... Ted and all his correcting where, you know, she wants a Kleenex. He says, that's a brand. This is a facial tissue. This is one I I go to in my head a lot now because she says, is Frankenstein going to kill that little girl? And he says, that uh, Dr. Frankenstein isn't in the scene. That's Frankenstein's monster, which is such a good point. And people always get that one wrong. Right. And the literally, figuratively, I find myself always wanting to correct, and I don't because that's really rude. 
<laughs> I hear it all the time since I saw that this episode. <laughs> and I feel like I didn't do it before. I don't use the word literally a lot. But I noticed ever since this episode, I've noticed people all the time. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts. And I've only pointed it out when I'm friendly with someone. And I just get sick of it after like a long time of it and say, you know, you mean figuratively every time you say literally, right? <laughs> right. So I'm not this level of petty. If we're having policy discussions. Rob Lowe, who I'm a big fan of, he was like my boy crush when I was in junior high and such. You can just say crush. No, in this case (laughs) I'll say boy crush. When I was in junior high, I would have put posters of him on my wall if I wouldn't have been so judged by it. But, (laughs) you know, in the the last 10 years he's written a couple books and now he has a podcast, which is called Literally. Literally. And he named it that after the catchphrase that his character on Parks and Rec has, which he says literally all the time. So therefore, he uses it in the podcast a lot, which actually gets quite annoying. Because <laughs> it's never literally? It's sometimes, well, yeah, it's usually not literally. <laughs> but I don't know if he's being ironic when he says mm-hmm. it anymore. It's a good podcast, but it's not... He tries to be, when he tries, he's like our son Tyler. When he tries to be funny, he's not. <laughs> so did you leave a three-star review? I haven't left a review of that one yet. <laughs> it would be a four-star, though, for him. A four-star. Or maybe less, maybe You're like so three mean. and a half. I don't think you can give half-stars, can you? No, you can't. That's why I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give him a three, but I don't think he's quite earned a four. Wow. But he has great guests. You are a tough reviewer. Really great guests. Barney, we're, we're in the apartment with Marshall alone, and he's getting rid of crunchy things as Barney comes in. And do you want to go through this scene? Because this is what I don't love that much, but I think you liked it better than I did. I mean, it's funny. So, you know, as Barney has talked about, he knows this way that they can break into the computer. So Barney (laughs) comes in very dramatically, like, are the blinds closed? You know, I don't think I was followed, but you have to be, you know, we have to be sure. Now, you know, double lock the doors. And so he goes on this big, long speech about, like, all these acts they're violating by doing this and breaking in and, you know, the janitor's going to need, at his company's going to need a lawyer so hopefully he passes. And so, you know, Marshall agrees to all of this and, yeah, like you said, you know, Barney kind of goes through, like, this is how we're, you know, this is what we're doing and how we're getting into the system and asks him, you know, are you ready to see your future? And it is just the video of the dog pooping on the baby. And Marshall's initially mad, but then apparently actually thinks the video is kind of funny. Yeah. And we get to hear it. Right. I'm not sure it sounds like that's what's happening, but... It doesn't, really. And so, yeah, this is when Ted comes in, and he's on the phone with Kathy, and, you know, just decides that he'll hang up and she'll call back (laughs) when she realizes that he's gone, which probably will be 45 minutes. And then we get the beginning of what becomes... Like, I don't um, know if we can even do this justice. It's just so interlayered and so good. Right, and you almost feel like they stole this a little bit from Friends. Hmm. There's a scene in Friends in the first season where Chandler starts smoking. And they're all in the coffee shop together. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And they tell... Chandler that he needs to quit, and Chandler says, hey, you know, it's just a bad character trait of mine. Um, you know, And then, like, points out everybody else. No, no, he points out that Joey cracks his knuckles. Mm-hmm. And then Joey wants to know, that annoys everyone? Is it, how annoying is it? Is, is it as, like, is it as annoying as when Phoebe chews her hair? And they <laughs> cut to Phoebe, Phoebe, and she's got, yeah, like, one of her, po- her side ponytails in her hair, <laughs> in her mouth. And then she lets it drop out of her mouth, and then somebody points out Ross's overpronunciation of things, <laughs> and then and then Rachel's bad waitressing, and so this right, and they all start turning on each other, and then Chandler just sits there smoking, yeah. <laughs> like with a little grin on his face, ha- yeah, very pleased <laughs> with himself of what he did. Now this is a little different, and actually, it's done better. Mm-hmm. But it, it is very reminiscent of that scene. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but you're, you're right. Are we proving that article right that you read that said that? <laughs> well, I was just thinking because Ted overpronounces things too. Encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't really started happening yet. The Renaissance <laughs> Fair. I heard someone say Renaissance the other day. Oh, jeez. I think on a podcast, though. 
I think it was actually Kate Winslet said it. So maybe it is like a British thing. Maybe. So then Robin and Lily enter, and Ted asks if they want a drink. Robin says she'll just have a water. And I don't know, you know, Ted says technically water is a drink. And so I don't know, like, that doesn't seem like something he needs to correct. Like, unless he was just implying... If she said, no, thanks, I'll just have a water. But she said, I'll just have a water. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't... This was... uh, an unnecessary use of his correction powers. Yeah. But she's funny. Really, Professor? You drink it? Is that how it works? Because I was just going to smear it on my skin and hope that I absorb it. I like That all just set, set up Barney's line of, or you right. could, you know, pour it over your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the way he delivered that was really good. Right. Ted's, like, thrown off by this. Like, what's the problem here? And Robin points out that he's already correcting people. Glass, multiple glasses break for Barney and Marshall. And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Do that all the time. And... Robin says, it's literally driving me crazy. So Ted points out her literally overuse, her overuse of the word literally. And then uh, I think we get another glass shatter there, and Barney asks if they teach vocabulary in Canada. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. And Marshall says, they literally don't. And so Robin points out that Marshall sings what he does all the time. And then we get his montage. <laughs> Which is so good. And one of these you and I refer to a lot <laughs> when he's talking about returning to paying my bills. I think that ev- like literally, literally every time I write a check, I think about this. Uh, for like the Salvation Army or whomever? Just this little thing runs through my head. Paying my bills. <laughs> oh, I think of it literally every time we get... Those free return address labels in the mail, mm-hmm. and they don't fight fair. We don't. We don't actually pay for those in the end. We just use them. But, mm-hmm. but then I feel bad about it yeah. when I use them. <laughs> I only use, feel bad like the first or second time. After that, I'm, I'm desensitized to the whole thing. <laughs> but so we get him. You know, so he's paying his bills, singing the song. We get Robin in the background, just like looking at him. <laughs> Oh, my God. And yeah, and while he's doing this, Lily's crunching on a pickle, <laughs> and Ted looks at her with disgust in this flashback. Right. It just sort of covers a few different mm-hmm. picadillos all in one flashback. Right, and then there's another one of him singing about doing his laundry, and Robin and Ted are on the couch, and Robin, like, looks relieved when he leaves, and then he comes right back in, and her face just falls. <laughs> yeah. Barney in real time is like, those lines are so sloppy. <laughs> Marshall, what about you, quote-unquote, Barney? Finger, finger quotes, Barney. <laughs> he has trouble at first finding his bad habits, but he says he sometimes talks in a weird, high-pitched voice. We get glass shatter. Constantly using lame catchphrases. So that's Robin points out right, right. that. And then we get another and glass shatter. And don't even pay attention to what we're talking about. I don't like the last one because then it gives an excuse for a, a bad joke. I'm sorry, what? Right, and so then it's Ted, so all three of them are pointing out something, and there's glass shattering with every revelation. Barney says, oh, so you can't think of anything? Because I'm awesome. And I was like, all three right there. (laughs) And Ted points out that awesome wouldn't be a catchphrase, but (laughs) I'm awesome is. So again, I'm kind of confused by Ted's corrections here. I'm awesome is a catchphrase? I think because I'm awesome could be a catchphrase. Well, I guess it is kind of his catchphrase because he does talk about being awesome all the time and... That, you know, when he gets sick, he stops being sick and it's actually right. awesome instead. So, yeah, I guess with him, technically, literally, that is a catchphrase. Okay. Or but, is it a catchword? No, for him, well, I think it's a catchphrase. But anyways, <laughs> we don't need to go through that one. And, and Robin intense. literally wants to rip his head off. Right. He says figuratively. And the, Lily, Lily's eating something, so Robin turns on her and is just like, oh, my God. She's eating the kettle corn that, uh, <laughs> that Marshall was trying to get rid of from the, fri- from the kitchen. What are you eating, gravel? And Marshall goes, sounds like cufflinks going up a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Lily retorts, why don't you sing about it? Because I sing, don't sing about everything I do. Then Robin points out that he does, and it's catchy, like that thing he was singing. Sometimes he just sings nonsense sentences. Like Apple Orchard Banana Cat Dance, 8663. And they all do jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> so they all sing it together. And Marshall reveals, oh, that's my password. Goes in. They see the golden reliever. Oh. I think they see the original they, one. They see the original one, and then, yeah, Barney's another, another one. one. Right. 
And he checks. He's a lawyer. He passed. And then they all forget about what they were fighting about and just celebrate Marshall. And so they all go to the bar to celebrate, and all of their bad habits are on display, but nobody cares because everybody's happy. Marshall sings that he's a lawyer now. Imposing Marshall on the champagne. Robin says he must literally be on cloud nine. Lily's cheering him on, but chewing loud and... And says that, you know, he never has to take the bar again, and Ted points out that he will if he has to. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. cracks him. Right, if he has to practice in another and state. And uses a catchphrase, lawsuit up. But it's in a high-pitched voice. In a high-pitched voice, thank <laughs> you. Although he didn't show that he wasn't paying attention. Right. Okay. Ted runs into Kathy again on the street in the future. She was doing great. And she's... Got a guy with her. She's talking his ear off and then introduces her fiancé, Daniel. He is, uh, what's the proper term? Death. Death. Is that, are we still allowed to say that? I don't Yes. I'm, like, afraid to say words now. Yeah. No, he's deaf, and so, yeah, she signs and... Hearing t- impaired, that's another thing, right? It could be, yeah. But I think, I think deaf is still fine. Right away he thinks, oh, this is perfect. She's with a guy that can't hear, so he's not going to realize <laughs> how annoying it is how much he talks. And so as she's rambling on, he signs to him. She sure can talk a lot. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. She's talking about going to brunch with him and anyone he might be dating, and she goes, do you guys like popovers? Because I love popovers. Now, is this pointing to the popover pantry? That's in my notes. <laughs> popover pantry, question mark? Like it has to be. Why does pop they really lean on the popovers a lot in this show? For you know, Nor- there's a restaurant by us, like uh, Normandy Farms. I always see popovers on their menu, and I don't know if we've ever gotten them. So maybe we need to order there and see if, what the deal is about popovers. Or you know, as soon as we can go safely sit in there, go there for brunch and have popovers. Mm. I feel like they're not that great. I feel like when I was a they like waiter, biscuits. when I was a waiter, well, she describes it here. Uh, they're like croissants, but they're a little bit less flaky, and they're kind of round. So that sounds like biscuits. I feel like when I was a waiter in high school at Bob's Big Boy, which would then turn into a Shoney's, I don't think either of those franchises are around anymore, they had a popover. And mm. it would be one of those, yeah, pastry kind of things, but as the waiter, you'd put on the topping of, like, a little bit of whipped cream and some, like, the fruit that you get when you put it on ice cream, you know, the mm. kind of... okay. What's the, the filling kind of fruit that you would get in a pie or something? You put it okay. on top, and we'd call it a popover. That does sound good. Now I want that. I must go to there. <laughs> I want to go to there. Right. So Ted points out that she talks a lot, and then I saw two different versions of this. When I saw the TV version, they have in parentheses shattered, say shattering glass or shattered glass. Glass shatters. Glass shatters. And they make the noise. But when you watched on Hulu, it just had the one in parentheses, no noise, right. which I thought was better. If he's, if he's deaf, don't have the noise. Just have yeah, that in parentheses. Yeah, that's weird that the TV version would have it different. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it did not ruin the episode for right. me. Where do you think I ranked this episode? Number six. Not bad. It is in the top ten. It is ten. All right. I'll so that's two top tens in a row. Amazing. You know, this season's only 20 episodes. Oh, is it? But the next two seasons, I think, are both 24. And I think the next two seasons are even better than this season. So really? okay. make them longer, great. I'm happy with that. <laughs> My favorite joke is all the, all the descriptions of Lily's chewing. <laughs> I, I love the whole, like, just interplay, like, layered of that next to last scene where they're all arguing and all of the stuff's coming out. But if I had to pick maybe like a one-off joke, I did enjoy the she's a keeper, just keep her somewhere else. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favorites in this. Yeah, that's that's probably if I had to pick a standalone. My least favorite is the Caca Spaniel reference. Yeah, I think my least favorite was the transphobic joke of, you know... When Ted's imagining what she could have said. That's a good social warrior choice on the eve of Biden's inauguration. I mean, or you could just be a decent human being and (laughs) 
I don't know that I'm being any sort of warrior of anything. It's also just not a funny joke. No, it's not. It might, I wonder if it was funny when we first heard it. It might have been. Yeah, hard to say. Again, if, if, you're, if, it's, if the joke's not going to age well, it better be really funny. And this wasn't right. funny enough. Right. Why don't you tell folks where they can find us? You can find us at Runkle Recaps on Twitter, underscore, How I Met Your Podcast, underscore, on Instagram. You can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. And if you, like our lovely reviewer at the top of the show, want to have a Q&A section, please reach out to us and send us your comments or questions. We promise we'll read it. We definitely will. Unless it doesn't age well. And <laughs> Speaking of sending us messages, we actually had to come back in and add this on after we're already done recording this podcast episode because we got an email like a day after we recorded it. But So we put the energy out into the universe and the universe rewarded us. Yes. So this is from Danielle. I won't share her last name just because I'm not sure if she would want that, but... Uh, she says, hi, my name is Danielle. I love your podcast and this episode. Oh, by the way, she, she emailed this to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Okay, sorry. I love your podcast and this episode. I also love that you guys are married. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Aww. Yeah, I'm glad we do that for people. <laughs> Relationship Get, goals. <laughs> getting into the episode, I don't think you should be saying your girlfriend's not hotter than an ex-girlfriend you still hang out with. Already starting down that slippery slope, my friend. Now here, of course, she's talking about where Ted... Right, Ted's telling everybody what they'll like about Kathy and the thing he says to Robin is, you know, she's not hotter than you, which, yeah, I agree with Danielle. That's, that's not great. I don't think it's so bad, I, as long as she's, he's not saying it in front of Kathy... But that being yeah, said, that be when, I, when I started to read this sentence, I was like, I thought she, I thought Danielle was telling me that I said that at some point about you, that <laughs> I was like, I started to search my brain and then I read the rest of the sentence. But anyways, I'll keep going. I thought the password reveal was cleverly done. I totes say literally and like, like all the time. So I was excited to see that there. I love random facts, but thank goodness I'm not as bad as Ted. I could never date someone who chewed that loudly. I guess she wouldn't like my gum smacking. No, she wouldn't. Marshalls seem the least plausible, but maybe I'm not around enough whimsical people. <laughs> but it was funny how annoyed Robin got and does match his character. He's totally my favorite. So a couple days after we recorded, I had posted something. Oh, something about you know, a poem, and we got a Mr. Corrector in the comments talking about why it wasn't a poem. <laughs> what did he call it instead? Uh, like, uh, something like it should have been more of an essay or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was just like, oh, what good timing. But, <laughs> but you know, this person actually knew what they were talking about with master's degrees in writing and stuff. So <laughs> I guess you can be a Mr. Corrector if you actually know what you're talking about. Back to Danielle's email. Laugh out loud, Barney's such a terrible friend, but I love him. I thought Robin's witch comment was funny. It was a funny contender, but I like when Marshall's on the phone talking about the nurses stealing medicine from his grandma. They don't say, but I'm just assuming. I guess I liked all the jokes in this episode because I couldn't think of a bad one. Ooh, you're, you're right in league with Jen. <laughs> I'm sorry if there were any typos. I wanted to get this out to you so you know people like your podcast. Well, bye. P.S. The first few times I saw the ending, I was worried that the guy would break up with her. But they are engaged, so I'm sure he can see past that. Okay, bye for real. All right, well, thank you, Danielle. We loved your email, and we loved your insight. Now, you got a, was it a tweet from somebody asking for, or a direct message on Twitter? Yeah, yeah it was Asking for our email address again. Mm -hmm. And that came from, I think, Cute Fox, right? Who I believe we've read her tweets on here. Like at the very beginning. Right. Or early on. Yeah, I think it is the same person. So I wonder if that, yeah, that, that all ties in so, together. Thanks for still listening. Yes, we very much appreciate your email, and hopefully this will encourage others to send some as well. I know I teased about a podcast about The Simpsons with my son Tyler. We've been having a little problem with <laughs> the title of the podcast, and he refuses to do it until we can agree on a title. <laughs> I like... 
Have You Met the Simpsons? Because it kind of plays off our current podcast and Tyler's seven, so he's just meeting the Simpsons. And so it works on so many levels. He does not like that. <laughs> he wants podcast Simpsons or maybe even Simpsons podcast. I told him that is too general and he vague. He did have one the other day. I don't know if you heard him. I can't remember what it was now. But he did offer up another choice. I think it was better. Well, we when we were trying to do the Ninjago one, we were podcast ninjas. And so I think it's hard to compete with that now. And so he's not that... I guess he's just not excited enough to do the Simpsons podcast that he's going to just give in on the title. But he won't do it without agreeing on a title. So, you know, it's I'm a, not going to beg it's him. It's a very strange Sticking stubbornness. Point. Yeah, from a seven-year-old. <laughs> right. He's got a lot of artistic integrity, that one. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever notice how stubborn Tyler is? <laughs> Yeah, that's something I never noticed. <laughs> All right, everyone. Tune in next week. We'll be covering Slapsgiving. Ooh, I didn't realize it was so soon. And it's the one where Robin's dating. Bob. Yeah, Bob, the, the guy that's just a little bit older than them, but <laughs> Ted constantly sees him as a guy in his 70s or something. Oh, gosh, and I feel like, yeah, Bob's supposed to be so old, but I feel like he's like a really oh, he's hot. Younger. Yeah. yeah, he's younger than, I, than me. He's younger <laughs> than I am right now. He might be about your age. Or I think he's supposed to be like around forty, and yeah, they're around, they're around in like the thirty. 40s so. in the, yeah, they're probably yeah, late twenties, early thirties at this point. But the, yeah, it's it's a good episode. Yeah. It's well done, and um, I keep when I hear Thanksgiving, I keep thinking it's going to be the one with Mickey, her dad. But right. I, this, I think that's later. next year. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in, and we will check you out next week. Bye, Jen. Bye, Steve.